Uh, Nathan Diamond is with us live via telephone. He is the Orthodox Union Advocacy Center's executive director. Uh, he has been working tirelessly with the White House, congressional leaders, and the charitable not-for-profit sector, not only to draft provisions in the CARES Act, the most recent round of COVID-19 response legislation, but also to get it passed last week as soon as uh, was possible. Thanks to his efforts and the OU Advocacy Center, synagogues, day schools, and other not-for-profit charities are eligible for the core programs offered in the CARES Act, such as forgivable loans up to $10 million from the Small Business Administration, deferring the payment of payroll taxes, and a refundable tax credit against those payroll taxes if employees are retained on staff. In addition, we're told that there are other programs that Nathan can alert us to, and today is an important day because of a specific deadline for a loan that the organizations out there should be aware of. With all that in mind, Nathan Diamond, I hope you and your family are healthy, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank God we're well, uh, Nachum. It's great to be with you. Appreciate that very much. I really, I, I think at this point, I got to leave it to you to just go through some of this information so that those who lead not-for-profit organizations uh, can literally take some notes and can um, uh, and can make decisions in terms of what might might apply. Uh, to their efforts. Maybe that's the best place to start. Is everything that we're going to discuss this morning, uh, the, the, does everything apply to every not-for-profit? Um, it, 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 we work very hard. It largely applies to most of the not-for-profits in our community. Um, there is a limit on not-for-profits that have more than 500 employees. So the really large ones um, don't qualify for some of the programs, or I would say the main program that I'm going to talk about, but they do qualify for some some other help as well. But if you're talking, you know, most of our shoals, most of our day schools and yeshivas um, would, are able to qualify for the main uh, for the main programs created at this act, and we we work very intensely in our advocacy to make sure that not only nonprofits in general, but religious nonprofits in particular. Um, will be will be eligible. Do uh, are, are presidents and executive directors of organizations, schools, and synagogues uh, essentially are they equipped to deal with all this, or do they do they need to consult with with outside help or outside consultants who are more expert than they are at this process in order to get it done? Well, we we've been trying over the past week to uh, we've held a couple of uh, webinars and conference calls and trying you know for executive directors and presidents um, you know as many as we can. Uh, but I want to come on your show to try to reach a wider audience. Um, it's not overly complicated to do this if you are an organization that has you know a a, a good uh, accountant that you work with um, and 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 most importantly a bank. Right. Uh, because the the main program here, even though it's a government-backed program, these loans are actually going to be processed by your local bank, uh, you know, Chase, Wells Fargo, you know, Cross River Bank, what have you. Um, so they are the people you're going to be talking to. So the schools and shoals, uh, the first thing we, we, we've been saying to them is uh, get get in touch with your banker. Um, who knows you and you have a relationship with um, to get this process going. And time is of the of the essence uh, because the applications and the guidance were finally posted last night uh, on the Treasury website. Um, this particular program called the Paycheck Protection Program, or P3, uh, is what they're calling it shorthand, um, is, as you said, offers up to $10 million in forgivable loans 
to small businesses uh, and also to, as we said, nonprofit organizations. And if people are scribbling furiously, I can save you uh, that. Uh, if you go to the OU website, if you go to COVID-19, COVID and the number 19.ou.org, we have a web page uh, in which we've put up all the critical information, including a link to the application materials. And it's a pretty simple uh, three-page application with very clear instructions. Um, basically, what these loans are for, uh, again, up to $10 million. It's the lesser of $10 million or two and a half times your average monthly payroll is the amount of money you can borrow um, for use primarily to pay salaries, um, you can also use it to pay mortgage interest. You can use it to pay utility costs or rent. Um, and then when you use the money for those purposes over the next eight weeks after having received the loan, the loan gets forgiven. Right. And so basically it gets turned into a grant. Um, the, um, and again, to underscore, um, the, it's available for nonprofits in general. We made sure that the guidance that came out from the White House has very clear language in it uh, that says, you know, religious organizations are eligible and, and, and are to be uh, and are to be dealt with consistent with the First Amendment and other re- relevant federal religious liberty laws. Um, so this is a great resource for the community in these difficult times and our institutions in these difficult times. So, so I would so- again underscore to executive directors and presidents of shoals and schools, um, go to our website. Call up your banker this morning, who, by the way, is going to be inundated. Right. But get 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 going on this if you haven't already. Um, and it's COVID19.ou.org, folks. COVID19.ou.org. Uh, so today was important because today's a deadline of something or because of the reason you just said that it opens up? Uh, the no, opp- today, today the application's opened. Um, and But I would just say, uh, you know, given the state of the economy, uh, you know, th- th- this – Congress funded this program initially at $350 billion. Um, I think $350 billion is going to be gone um, before Pesach. It's going to be gone before you're burning your your chametz or or flushing it down the toilet. Um, Because, again, this is not exclusively for nonprofits. It's for small businesses. Um, And so uh, and the the government is looking to get, get the money out the door and into the economy as quickly as it possibly can. Understood. Nathan Diamond's with us as we discuss some of the things that are going on to help not-for-profits and businesses uh, during this uh, very, very strange and challenging time. Um, so when you wrote the uh, the Jewish Week article where you uh, wanted Washington to pay more attention to the charities, that was to the larger ones? You knew already at that point that the smaller ones would be addressed in all this? Well, the, the, the smaller ones are addressed to some extent in this, um, but... Uh, Frankly, you know, the, the nonprofit organizations, especially the social welfare organizations in the Jewish community and elsewhere, um, are, are, you know, in a, in, a, in a double crisis, so to speak, right? Because um, they rely so much on fundraising and contributions. Right. Um, and obviously, in these difficult economic times, those contributions are down um, significantly. Right. And at the same time, demand for services um, is up because there are more people in need. Um, one one of the Jewish community organizations in New York City that works with uh, with with poor people in the community uh, on, a, on a whole host of programs. The CEO of that organization told me la- the week before last that they went they spent a million dollars over budget in one week because of 
the 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 demands for their services. Yeah. Um, so that's what's going on. Um, this the the provisions that we got in for nonprofits in this legislation in this two trillion dollar bill were a good start, but um, you know we need we need a lot more for the Jewish communities, uh, tzedakahs in particular, and for you know other important groups, whether it's uh, you know um, whether it's uh, the, the the heart association, the hospitals, uh, obviously uh, all kinds of charities in the medical field. Um, Goodwill, food banks, etc. We're working with all of them, and we're hoping that, I'm mean, hoping this situation, you know, ends as soon as possible, and things can quote unquote get back to normal. But if it's going to go on for a while, um, Congress is going to be is going to have to do more. And uh, as as I tried to lay out in the Jewish Week uh, essay you referenced in this week's paper, um, we have some bold proposals that we're asking Congress to undertake in addition uh, to what's in this bill. Nathan Diamond with us. So you mentioned the SBA loans. You mentioned the Paycheck Protection Loans. Expanded unemployment benefits. I mean, that's something that 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 one would not consider if they're leading an organization. In other words, they would not consider firing personnel at this point um, uh, and, and ask them to go on unemployment because of the Paycheck Protection Loans, or, or, or one has nothing to do with the other? No. Well, the, 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 loans, the loans are to try to help uh, the, the 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 businesses and the organizations keep people on staff and keep paying them salaries, right? Basically, right. the government is giving you money to pay your salaries, at least for a certain period of time. Right. Um, unfortunately, not every organization is going to be able to do that, and so um, what we did. So so I would you know the senators and congressmen were obviously interested in expanding unemployment insurance because so many people, at least hopefully on a short term basis, are unemployed. Um, one of the things we were particularly focused on in the religious sector is that um, it's it's traditionally been the case that worker uh, employees of religious organizations have not, in many states, been able to collect unemployment insurance. And so this law, the CARES Act, actually changed that and said in New Jersey, for example, where uh, previously a person laid off from a religious organization would not get unemployment insurance from the state, now they will get unemployment insurance from the state. Wow. The same is true of ind- independent contractors, um, gig workers, freelancers, things like that. Um, the the other thing that was put in uh, that uh, Senator Schumer in particular uh, was very focused on was that the federal government is adding federal money on top of that. So let's say, for example, if you would get laid off and you would get $400 from the state of New Jersey in unemployment pay, uh, per week, um, for the next three months, the federal government is putting six hundred dollars a week on top of that uh, to help people. So again, that's a, that's on the individual side. If if unfortunately you're in a situation um, of being laid off, um, not on not on the employer side. Understood. Are all these programs that we mentioned? Obviously, unemployment is is an exception because that's something that's always open. But the other the programs specifically are all of them starting today. This is the time for for everybody to leap into action. Yes. yes. Simple I mean, as gu- the guidance. The guidance is still being ironed out, uh, but it's basically there. And the banks and the banks again on these loans are going to be processing things uh, fast and furious. Uh, on the uh, OU website, there's a a great resource page: covid nineteen dot ou dot org. Covid nineteen dot ou dot org. And Nathan, as we referenced earlier, uh, presidents. 
uh, executive directors, rabbis, leaders, etc. Obviously, uh, that that's really who it's for. If they go there to that page, yes. they'll be able to get a lot of guidance on everything. We, and there's nothing out there available. Just confirm that I'm right about this. There's nothing out there available, especially vis-a-vis the not-for-profits, uh, that's not on that resource page, correct? Um, the, the, we're focused on the big-ticket item right now. There, there are a few other things that we still have to load up um, and that you can click through on, but uh, that, that is your gateway. COVID19.ou.org. Anything else you'd like to add? Anything else in terms of, uh, I don't know, either inspirational words for those who are now going through all this uh, in terms of leading their organizations through this incredible crisis or anything practical you want to mention that we haven't touched on yet? Well, I, I, I guess I would just say that, you know, these are very difficult times and we're literally we're literally isolated. And in this sense, you know, um, I mean, the OU is a very broad organization doing many things to try to support the community. Um, in the advocacy space, you know, if you're leading a shoal or a school, um, you're not alone. Um, and we, uh, among others, are trying to support you as much as we can and get, get you the resources that we can. Um, and so, uh, again, if you go to that page, you'll see what we've got, what we've tried to provide so far. Um, and then uh, if you're not already connected in to OU Advocacy, um, please do, because, um, again, we're going to have to do more advocacy for the community and your institutions uh, probably in the coming weeks as well, as this as this will take some time um, to, to get the economy in the United States to recover. Um, and uh, we are we are supporting you. And if you partner with us, we can support you better. And uh, any application that anybody needs at the moment that we discussed this morning, there's a link to it on that page that we. Yeah, there's a link to it on the site, and and they should they should look at the application and again uh, call call their bank. And if they if they don't have a a, a, a relationship with a bank, um, we we do have uh, a few a few banks that have connections to the community um, with with leaders who have said to us they will try to be the backstop um, for community institutions um, who cannot get served by, um, you know, uh, by, by a bank. Got it. It's going to be tough to get through to the banks today, huh? Yes. <laughs> Better. Oh, and the truth is, I mean, and, and you would never recommend, obviously, in this atmosphere to walk in in person, obviously. So, I mean, the, the, no, no. really, no, the, one's, no, the no fo- one's doing this in person. <laughs> right, the, fo- the phone and email is the only choice anybody has at this point. Yeah. All right. Let's hope it goes well. I could tell you one thing. Uh, I was on the phone last week trying to just postpone a payment for, for one company. I still have not gotten through to a person to discuss it with them after every day being on the phone 30 to 60 minutes, just waiting and waiting and waiting. So hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully we won't have that same type of situation now in this case. Uh, I guess right. I guess I guess it might pay to uh, it, it might it, it might be better now if you're part of a smaller bank. <laughs> because because they're not going to be as inundated. Like that. But then again, the bigger banks have bigger staff, so hopefully they'll be able to handle it. Anyway, look, I'm looking for a silver lining there somewhere, Nathan. What can I tell you? <laughs> the, 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 the silver lining is that, you know, in a, in a terrible situation, um, many organizations and many people are trying to pull together and, and help each other. That's Simple the silver lining. And there are a lot of organizations that are in our uh, – in our community nationwide, as you pointed out, that are doing such amazing and incredible work these days and really taking big financial risks just to keep their clients, you know, uh, above water, so to speak. And they've got to be acknowledged, yep. and I hope that we remember to support them because there are going to be a lot of people out there who are going to need our support 
over the next few weeks and months. Uh, Nathan Diamond, I thank you. Uh, Continued success with all your amazing work that you do on behalf of our community nationwide. Uh, Nathan Diamond, of course, the executive director of the uh, of OU Advocacy, and we wish you a Chag Kasher and stay safe and stay healthy. To you as well, and to all your listeners, thank you thank so much. Thank you so much. Um, any any information, folks? COVID nineteen dot OU dot org. If you're a shul or school, you got to be crazy not to go to that website, to that page, and and look at what's available to you and what the pro- process is. Uh, COVID-19, C-O-V-I-D-1-9 at, or not at, dot O-U dot org. COVID-19 dot O-U dot org.